Look, payday's awesome, but running payroll, calculating taxes and deductions, staying compliant, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is a simple online payroll and benefits tool built for small businesses like yours. Gusto gets your team paid while automatically filing your payroll taxes. Plus, you can offer benefits like 401k, health insurance, and workers' comp, and it makes onboarding new employees a breeze. We love it so much, we really do use it ourselves, and we have four years, and I personally recommend you give it a try, no matter how small your business is. And to sweeten the deal, just for listening today, you also get three months free. Go to gusto.com slash boss. that's gusto.com slash being boss. Welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creatives, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want to take control of their work and live life on their own terms. I'm your host, Emily Thompson, and in this episode, I'm joined again after far too long by Bridget Esselmont of Biddy Tarot to discuss the creation of the new Biddy Tarot deck, the evolution of entrepreneurship into the digital age, and the diversification of business offerings. You can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. And if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show and share us with a friend. As we all know, being an entrepreneur feels less lonely and more approachable when you hear about the journeys of those who came before you or who are making their way alongside you. And if more of those stories is what you're hungry for, cue up an episode of the Finding Founders podcast hosted by Sam Donner, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Designed to inspire, Finding Founders is a podcast about vulnerability and entrepreneurship, where you learn from the life stories of founders, activists, and even drug lords. For something a little more boss-aligned, check out the recent interview with Jen Levy, who turned a passion for gardening into a mission to build community farms and teach others to grow food locally. You can listen to Finding Founders wherever you get your podcasts. Bridget Esselmont is an intuitive business strategist, entrepreneur, mentor, and published author. As the founder of Biddy Tarot, she turned her love for tarot into an abundant seven-figure business that employs 15 people and serves over 15 million tarot lovers every year. Prior to that, she had a 15-plus year career as a management and human resource consultant working with Australia's top companies. Bridget has been featured in the Oprah Magazine, Huffington Post, Body and Soul, Mind Body Green, and Refinery29, appeared on numerous podcasts including Us Here at Big Boss, Smart Passive Income, and Mind Body Musing. To listen to previous episodes with Bridget, go check out episode number 96, 158, and 196 of the Being Boss podcast and find links to all of those in the show notes at beingboss.club. Bridget, I'm so excited to see your face again. It has been far too long. Welcome back to Being Boss. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Nice to see you. Right. We just got on Zoom together. We were like, we can't talk too much because I feel like if we get started, we're going to like just spill all the good stuff immediately. So we went ahead and hit record. But Really, I am so excited to chat with you. I feel a little ashamed that it's been so long since you've been on, but it feels like yesterday. Like, how has literally four years gone by since you were on the show last? How has that happened? I know. It's crazy. But do you know what I'm excited about? Is that being boss has been online for like many, many years. How amazing yeah. is that? How many episodes are you up to now? Um, we're in the 330s. Let's see. Let's see right. what, what number this one's going. If all goes as planned, 325 is where we are. Wow. Yeah. That is, it's been a long I, time. I think that's amazing. So kudos to you, Emily. Thanks. Awesome. You've been around longer, Bridget. <laughs> like <laughs> Biddy Tarot has been on on for a really long time too. I think it's 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 not often that I that I'm talking to bosses who have been in it as long as we have, who are still in it doing the thing. So I like also that's a high five between us that like we're still here doing it for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think, you know, that is actually in itself really telling because there's been so much change and so many yeah. variations to what the online space looks like, what the global space looks like. And uh, yeah, I think it's a real testament to the businesses and the business owners who are just, who just keep on going and pivot and adjust and adapt and evolve in all of that. Um, I think that's really, 
exciting. Yeah. I think so too. And as you're saying all those things, it makes me think about like what that means, the even definition of entrepreneur, how that has evolved, right? Like if you were an entrepreneur just 20 years ago, you like found a niche, you figured it out, you did the thing, and maybe you did some pivots and did some different things in business or whatever. But in this space, in the online space, so many things are changing all the time, industry shifting, tactics ending, and, you know, new ones coming up, like the definition of entrepreneur has become so much more, um, I don't want to say robust, but at the moment, that's the only word that's coming to me of like, we, we're a different kind of folk. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you really you have to be able to think on your feet and you know, instead of getting overwhelmed by a change or a variation in something, it's you just have to go, okay, well, how else are we gonna do it then? You know? Yeah. Because yeah. every year it's something different, whether it's like a Google algorithm change or it's a pandemic or whatever it might be, you know? You yeah. Like, okay, what should we do next? How do we kind of keep our like core message the same, but maybe we have to deliver it in a different way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I feel like that's really what we're going to end up diving into today because, you know, because we have been around for so long and we've done so many things, we are still in the same space that we always were. It's just had to change over and over. And you're right. Like, I feel like every year, every year, like this business is different. one way or the other, uh, we have to change that quickly. So maybe even let's just let's start with like, what have you been up to since you were you were last on the show in October 2018. I'll make sure if you are not familiar with Bridget, go back into our archives, you can visit the show notes at beingboss.club and find the links to the episodes. Bridget's been on the show several times before. um, But it has been since October 2018 that you were here. I would love to know what you've been up to since then. Yeah. Well, you know, I think back to October 2018 and at that time we were launching Everyday Tarot and that was the book and the tarot deck. And since that time, you know, in four years, we have sold 400,000 copies of Everyday Tarot deck. Stop. That's amazing. Insane. And, you know, what's so exciting is just seeing the deck come up in stores like literally around the world we go like shopping here locally and I jump into every like bookstore and we find the deck there and my girls and I always you know put it on the front shelf make sure everyone can see it (laughs) um and then I have friends who are like traveling and they always take little photos of the deck showing up in these different places so I'm really really grateful for that and um it's a way that we've brought tarot into the mainstream, which is yeah. like our core essence of being, of, of why we're here. Um, and, the, of course, the Everyday Tarot book has done really well as well. I think we've sold just over 20,000 copies of that so far. Um, and, yeah, there's there's some more exciting things in the works in, in the Everyday Tarot land um, as well. So that is, that is good. Um, what else have we done in the last four years? Well, our certification program, so the Biddy Tarot Certification Program, it continues to grow and expand. I think we have now over 1,500 certified Biddy Tarot advisors. So these are people who have studied with us for at least a year, and they've learned all of the Biddy Tarot methodology. They've done all of the practice readings. They've been certified by us, so they you know submit like their readings, their application, and we say yes. You know, you are. You, we are proud to present you as a certified Biddy Tarot advisor. So that's amazing, and we continue to grow that program. So. I think maybe in the last year or two, we've just added in how to really turn your readings into um, like advisory readings. So rather than just simply like lay out the cards and go, oh, this card means that, that card means that, how do you work with a client, not just for you to be the intuitive one, but then to help the client be intuitive and access their intuition? Because that's like, again, if we're talking kind of big vision, big mission, I really want to see our readers out there in a way that's like activating intuition just everywhere, like little lights going off all around the world, you know. Um, I don't want to be kind of like the tarot reader as the guru and you must come to me to find out everything. Uh, But rather, how do we keep lightening up everybody in a way that they can now access their own inner wisdom? So that's, that's really our certification program. Um, and gosh, what else have we been doing over the last four years? 
you know, a lot of it is just continuing to welcome more and more students into our programs, um, community members. In fact, we're just about to launch a brand new Biddy Tarot community platform, which, you know, we've, we've had the same one for a good, I don't know, five years and it's been amazing. We've had thousands of members um, but, you know, times change and the old sort of forum style isn't quite that cool anymore. So we're creating something that has a much more like um, stronger sort of social vibe without being on social media because, you know, not everyone wants to be in Facebook. So our community is designed in a way that you can have your experience without having to be on a different platform um, and continuing to do the practice readings with people around the world, all of the things so, yeah, that's that's kind of that. And then, of course, we are now developing our very own Biddy Tarot deck, which has been a journey and a ride in itself. Um, and we actually started designing this probably about this time last year. So uh, the gestation period for this deck is quite long, um, even though I thought, oh, you know, maybe we can, like, bring this out into the world really quickly. Um, but it took us a good sort of nine months to really design and develop the deck. And now we're in the process of um, creating the actual physical product and being ready to launch it to our community and, and to the world as well. So, you know, that's all we've been up to. In that's the last all. Year. Just a couple things. <laughs> that's, <it. Yeah. laughs> that's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that little update of all the things. I will say Everyday Tarot, I still have mine sitting on my my coffee table. It is like the one that I'm pulling whenever I'm just hanging out in the living room and I want to I want to put some pull some cards. Um I also see it in stores all the time and always I, like I'm like, there's Bridget. <laughs> Bridget <Hey>. is here. <laughs> And I love seeing that so much. I love seeing it everywhere. It's such such a great deck. If if anyone is interested in tarot, or maybe you just like collecting decks, because I know a lot of you do, Everyday Tarot is such a good one. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm so glad to hear that that is going so well, um, as well as a certification program. I love that you've connected these dots of like, you can teach tarot to the people who want to read tarot, but what does it look like to initiate that um, that spark of intuition in all of those other people, right? Like mm-hmm. you are expanding and scaling your impact so far beyond in that act that that is amazing and sounds very Bridget <laughs> for sure to want to scale in that way. So I'm loving hearing that. Um, and in the community platform, things do change. Things shift and change. I am glad that you guys are, are taking on the on that tech piece um, as well as this new deck. And the thing that I sort of want to illustrate here is I feel like we just hit on almost every sort of possible business model yeah. <laughs> or like or like a sort of revenue stream, right? There's this sort of teaching aspect. Um, you have this community aspect, which is also very much so a technology aspect. If you are building your own platform as well as products, both traditional traditionally published with Everyday Tarot and that the both the deck and the book. And then now with this um with this deck that you're creating from scratch, which I am so excited to hold in my hand. Um, I'd love to hear from you why it is that you've attacked business and or maybe attacked feels a little aggressive. Why it is that you have gone about business in this way. And was this something where you strategically made a map that included all of these things in the beginning, or are you just rolling with the punches as you go? That is such a good question because when I first started this, uh, I think the way that my brain is and was wired is very much, I would love to have a plan. I wanted to have, here's my one-year plan, my three-year plan. This is when this thing's going to happen and so on. And I think that model worked pretty well when it was me and a team where I was the kind of, I was mostly, you know, the the strategic thinking and then I'd guide my team to go and execute. So that kind of, that kind of model worked really well where I had sort of full control over what that plan would be. What I've noticed though, like over time and over the sort of last three years, because actually that's, we, I've talked a lot about what's happening on the external of Biddy Tower in the last four years. 
but also what's happened internally in the last four years is really uplifting our managers into leaders in the business and releasing more and more of running business from me. So um, really instilling that into um, I have a COO, a chief operating officer, who's also like a CMO in marketing. And then we have some really strong project managers and then a team around that as well. So where I want to go with that is when you're operating in a team like that, sometimes um, it's less about having a really strong, clear plan and a little bit more about having goals and intentions of where you want to lead things. I think the other overlaying factor as I'm thinking about it is not just that team model, but also sometimes you have to be flexible to see, okay, if I do this project, what's the result going to be? Is it going to be what I expect it to be? Um, Or is it going to be something different? Maybe it opens up a door to something else right? So what I mean by that is um, I know that we launched like a course for attracting your first five clients. Uh, Maybe this was about one or two years ago, and it actually didn't do as well as we really thought it would do. Now, I think maybe the positioning was different, but you know, had I had that in the plan and then we're going to do this and then this and this, then we would have been stuck on a plan that wasn't going to work. So we had to go, okay, let's go back to the drawing board. We need something different. Or maybe we actually, instead of focusing on that, maybe we need to focus on attracting more people who might just be interested in tarot and not at that point of wanting to attract clients. So we've had to be quite flexible and adaptable, but also mindful of what can our team um, realistically do as well. Uh, Because we're working on multiple projects and initiatives at any one time. And I'm very aware of not overloading that system. I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, two years ahead (laughs) of everyone now. Now that I have a bit more like space to think. But if I keep dropping in those ideas too soon, it disrupts the flow and my team will wobble. Um, So it's very important to really keep that in that team system and let the team kind of, um, adjust and direct when and how we do things. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I love that you've gone into this a little bit more, slightly more organic and really just less micromanagey, right? Way of looking at how it is that you're planning and executing and, and making the things happen, which I think is spectacular. Side question, how big is your team these days? Well, we have 15 on our team now. Um, yeah. But even just 18 months ago, we were 30 uh, on the team. And, you know, this is probably another story in itself uh, because I really grew and expanded the team thinking, yeah, let's grow, like more people, the more we can grow, right? But when we hit 30, I realised, oh, actually, no, 30 requires things like an HR manager. It requires like more heavy like management operations And so we're ending up having to hire people to manage a team of 30 and this kind of chunk of work goes into just managing people and operations and not delivering on our like whole message and our mission. So we organically and, you know, kind of a little bit intentionally as well have reduced that team down to 15 and I feel like we're in a sweet spot now with uh, 15. So that's, yeah, that's another whole adventure. (laughs) It's October, and that means we're in the final countdown to meet our goals in our businesses for the year. And in this macroeconomic climate, you're also probably thinking about how to best optimize things like budgets and making sure you're scaling your operations into the new year. But you don't want the best probable solution to deal with whatever comes next. You want the best solution, period. Whatever stage of business you're in, HubSpot CRM platform is ready to grow with you at the flip of a metaphorical switch. With totally customizable hubs, HubSpot has thousands of apps that you can easily integrate, use, and get rid of whenever you need them or don't. Plus, clear pricing and an easy-to-use interface means you're not left guessing about whether or not you're getting what you need. That's because HubSpot isn't here to probably grow your business. It's here to help you grow your business, period. Learn how HubSpot can help you grow your business better at HubSpot.com. And 
I think it's so interesting that you're using this team to act as a buffer between you and your ideas and actual execution, right? Mm. Because I think you being such a like creative idea person, like I feel like most bosses listening to this, it's really easy to just like jump in with all the ideas as soon as you have them, right? But because you've created this structure within your team and you're letting the business dictate more of what happens than you are dictating what happens. You've created this really beautiful buffer between you, the business owner, with all the ideas and what the team is actually working on. And you staying out of the way (laughs) allows all the things to happen in the way they're supposed to. I think that's really inspiring and something that anyone who is building a team should pay some attention to. Um, Because I've also over the years found myself like I'm operating easily 18 to 24 months ahead of anybody else. Like they don't even know where my head's at. I can't even, mm-hmm. if I were to let them peek inside my head, they'd probably quit <laughs> Yes, <laughs> because there would be so much overwhelm around all of the things that I'm thinking and considering and the places that I want to go and the things that I want to do. And like, thank goodness I'm not spilling it for both. I want them to not quit, but also not every idea needs to be executed as soon as you have it. And so by having that buffer, you have this really beautiful opportunity to see, is the business going to be ready for this? Is it the right thing for the business? But also, did I get over it, you know, between having the idea and it time to actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been like, for example, we flirt with the idea of a tarot app. We've done that for like five (laughs) years. I remember talking about that one many years ago, a tarot app for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I I think like I'm always holding opportunities that are kind of sitting in the future. Um, And I really trust that they're kind of sitting there in their own, like their energetic bubble and they will come into the being when they're ready and you know even as a human and entrepreneur can feel that sort of frustration with like well if I want it why can't I just do it now like let's just do it now but every time I do like sort of force fit it to go all right it's your turn it doesn't work you know it wobbles the team it wobbles like just everything um and so I'm learning and and mastering more about how do I just kind of let these ideas bubble up and stay somewhere there in the future without force-fitting them. I know that when they're ready to drop in, they will come in like so easily and effortlessly and then they will settle in versus me grabbing it, shoving it in, going, all right, team, make this work. (laughs) Indeed. Okay, then let's talk about this deck because I have heard nothing about this deck. I am so excited about it. I feel like in the past couple of projects you've done, you know, we've had conversations about what this looks like, but because we haven't, um, unfortunately, haven't chatted in so long, this one is new and exciting to me and I can't wait to hear all about it. So at what point did you have, what, at what point did this become a bubble <laughs> for you? And at what point did you realize it was time to, or the, or maybe you didn't do it. At what point did the bubble make its way to you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is a really good example of where something evolves as it forms. Um, so yeah. I wasn't sitting there in October, 2021 going, all right, I want to like have a physical deck to sell and Many, many places. I'm not <laughs> thinking that. But what we were thinking was, you know, what would be awesome is to have images of the tarot that we could use in our own materials that had the same kind of vibe as Biddy Tarot that really represented like our core essence. And we could just use it as like digital images. And so we started creating that. Um, and you know, as that process happened and evolved, I could really feel like that essence of Biddy Tarot now going into um, into the what is now going to be the Biddy Tarot deck. And that essence is, you know, keeping things really clean, really simple, but also really engaging and accessible. Um, that's really what our whole Biddy Tarot brand is about. How do we make the tarot really accessible to many people, appealing, practical? It's easy to interpret a card, but also to apply your own intuition to that card. And so what we chose to do was um, really develop a deck based on the Rider Waite 
deck because I think as a you know as a traditionalist I think the Rider weight deck is fantastic that is really the core essence of what we know of tarot and I love all of the modern decks that are coming out that are completely different and abstract and what have you um but the way that Biddy Tarot works I thought yeah no this really needs to be of the essence of the Rider weight tarot deck and then to have our kind of flavor added to it so uh yeah, so the Biddy Tarot deck. Let me see. I've got, I do have my, like, prototype. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. So the big reveal. And I guess some of this is going to be audio only. So yeah, let's yeah. do a bit of a description. Um, but to give you an idea, this is the Tarot box. And this beautiful. is our high priestess. It's got all of the beautiful um, sort of, past, I guess it's pastels of the Biddy Tarot brand but also that beautiful simplicity as well. And we've purposefully not filled in like facial expressions, for example, because, again, I want that space for people to interpret it how they feel intuitively led to. So it's always that balance of what does a book tell you, like what are the traditional meanings, but also listen to your intuition and what is it telling you about that card. So that's a little teaser there. Um, let's see some of my favorite cards. Okay. This is a great example. So this is the Empress card. And again, you'll see like we have, um, changed skin colors and we have more diversity in the deck because I think what I've always found hard with the Rider Waite deck and the coloring in particular, it's very hard to relate to. And I find the coloring a little bit jarring, you know, those sort of like blues, reds, yellows, and so on. And, you know, most, I'm pretty sure most of the characters are, are white in that. And we thought, well, like, why does it have to be that way? That's not reflective of who we are as a global society. So we've really brought in that balance. Um, and again, just a different, a really different color palette. Um, here's like the hermit, purple background, nice, simple design, uh, easy to interpret. Yeah. Also, yeah. we'll be sure to include screenshots of all of this in the show notes if you want to go check it out for sure, because these are beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And then in the suits, what we decided to do was kind of stick with a color palette. So like all of our suit of cups are in these uh, blue hues with a little bit of gold. And, you know, blue is very much about emotion, water. Um, so that really reflects the suit uh, there. And let me see, actually, this is like another example of it, like the blue in the cup. So you can see that kind of theme going along. Um, the swords is a bit more of like the gold with the blue. And again, that's kind of representing the feel, like there's a bit of a harder feel, like a bit more masculine feel with um, that color palette. And then even say, let's see, okay, yep. The pentacles, you can see, are now the purple and the um, brown gold. Um, and finally, let me see if I can find you a wands card as well. Wands, I really like the colour. Purple is my colour. So this has got like mostly the purple with a little bit of the blue as well. So Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing I have to show you because this is like, I don't know, if you like tarot cards, you're a bit of a deck collector. <laughs> stuff gets you like oh but let's see little bit oh of nice <laughs> yes these beautiful purple metallic edges are gorgeous yeah. I also love the size of these these are yes. not like giant giant cards which like if you have tiny hands can't do these are a really beautiful size I love it yeah, and then I'll just show you finally a little guidebook as well. So this is 88 pages, a page each for each of the cards. It has like the upright reversed keywords, um, a really short description, and then like a journaling prompt or a, a reflection question for that particular card. So it's, it's all neatly packed in a beautiful keepsake box. <laughs> I love it. And I can so tell that like this is this is this is a Bridget baby <laughs> is what you're what you're showing here in a way. Do you feel more closely tied to this deck than you did everyday tarot? Is it just like apples and oranges? Well, I think I think each has their own like personality and their own yeah. essence and energy. Um, I feel is a lot of me infused into everyday tarot, just the way that yeah. I was working with the artist. Um, there so that feels like one expression of myself in in that deck 
And then this feels like another expression. And yeah. I also want to say, you know, like when you say, yeah, there's a lot of Bridget, I also want to be really clear. There's a lot of Biddy Tarot team and yes. a lot of people in this deck. Um, I always think, you know, it does have my name on it and our brand, Biddy Tarot, but like there's so many people that contribute to this deck. Um, we had two amazing designers work on the actual tarot cards. It was not me sitting there and you're like, you know, <laughs> But we worked very closely together to make that happen. Uh, my husband, you know, he did the deck um, box design, Beautiful. Um, which was amazing. And we've had like our writers, our project managers, like there's just, yeah, it's a village. Yeah, I was about to say it's it's a Bridget deck, but it takes a village to do something like that for sure. It is beautiful. It is really, really a beautiful deck. Um, I'm so glad that you you embarked and and did this. And I also love the sort of sort of beginner story where you were just you were making a copyright play for tarot images, <laughs> right? You just wanted some images to use um, for your site and other things. And it ended up rolling into an entire tarot deck project. And I think that really harkens back to what we were talking about a minute ago of like, if you get over planning with the thing, you may not have actually taken the step into doing this whole project because you would have shown up just to create some images that you own. Yes. Yeah. Because it really wasn't until about halfway through designing the deck again, for the purposes of being able to use the images in yeah. all the materials without having to request permission and licensing and all of that sort of stuff and to have real ownership over those um, those images as well. But, yeah, halfway through that design process, we're like, oh, we're creating a full tarot deck here. <laughs> wonder what it would take to print these things and turn it into your a soul deck. it will take yeah. your soul to print yeah. these things I bet I know yes yes that's <laughs> right um because I think you're right like if if we'd set out at the very beginning and you know like I'm I'm quite logical I do full costing analysis and I figure out okay this is probably going to cost this much and this is the return on that investment and how long it will take for it to pay back if we'd done that like then I don't know that we would have like moved ahead with it or you'd go, oh my gosh, that's going to be a 12, 18 month commitment. Oh, can we really, you know, fit that in? Probably not. No. Okay. Don't do it. Like that's where things get stalled. But sometimes I think if you just break things down and go, okay, what if we just create a digital image? Let's just try that. Oh, okay. Now we've done that. How about we just, let's just try doing a deck. Yeah. <laughs> like That's how things can evolve uh, more so. As you're saying this, I even think about this very podcast, literally right here, right now. I feel like if Kathleen and I had sat down eight years ago or however long ago it was and been like, okay, let's let's think about what this is going to be. We're going to produce a podcast. It's going to turn into a business. I'm going to buy her out. We're going to do events. I'm going to do it by like eight years later. Would I have done it? No. <laughs> Sometimes it's starting with like this pure little nugget of I just want to do this little thing and really following it that can lead you to, you know, one of the coolest things you do. And I think I think this I, I love that you did not start making a tarot deck. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> that's why I love doing the everyday tarot it was so fabulous because running press made it so easy. You know, Eleanor, the artist, and I, two, three months, designed the deck, and then I hand it over and running press come back and they've got a beautifully made deck. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. And then we can have it in like so many stores. Like I am so grateful for that experience. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, then self-publishing, whole different type of experience. You're responsible for every step of the way. Um, yeah. Um, actually, I just wanted to cycle back to this whole thing of like if could you really have planned the entire thing at that, like, you know, for you mm, eight years yeah. ago? I really believe like as entrepreneurs, as leaders, business owners, we're always evolving um, and we're always up-leveling. And so your like eight-year-ago self was nowhere near who you are now um, and there's no way that that person could really process and comprehend what's possible now. And even over the course of like 12 months, I don't think myself was ready 12 months ago to really contemplate or seriously consider 
um, a deck and then what's next. I think what also happens is at the same time, you've got all these other things that are happening in the business that are showing potential or not potential. And then you start to see like connecting the dots. You're going, oh, wow. Okay. Yep. If we had a physical deck, maybe that's a way that we could um, have new people join our email list just by advertising more of the deck. And then now we're attracting people who we know are interested in tarot. Oh, okay. Yep. Now there's a bit more weight to creating a tarot deck as a lead generation tool. Um, oh, maybe we could have it like there well. are easier ways to generate leads. Well, <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm definitely a fan of digital. <laughs> But I like to challenge myself. <laughs> indeed, <our> indeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think, you know, like you said, the bubble will come to you one at a time. And sometimes you won't even know what all is in that bubble until you like really dig in and see the thing. I also think there, I think that sometimes creative ideas like that are like an iceberg, right? Like for you is just like what I see in front of me is a need for images that I own that I can use, you know, without permission or, you know, royalties or whatever it may be. And so you see that little tip of the iceberg and you're like, okay, great. This is a great idea. And once you get there, you realize that the potential of this little idea that you had is so great that how could you not continue the thing. And I think that's even part of what you're saying, too, is you can't see the potential um, until you're ready to. And sometimes you're not ready until you're there doing it. Yes. And you know what? Just because I like tarot, I've got to tell you, this reminds me so much of, oh, where is he again? The hermit card, right? I'm just seeing if I can find it in my deck. I cannot. That always happens. But okay, so the hermit... (laughs) He's there on like the top of a mountain with his lantern. It's the dead of night. The lantern will only show you the next sort of one or two meters or mm. feet or whatever you use, um, yards or something. Anyway, <laughs> the next like, little bit ahead of you. It doesn't yep. show you the full journey. And the hermit is wise enough to know that all he needs to do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other and the next step will be revealed. And so you just keep taking a step and the next step will be revealed. Take a next step and the next step will be revealed. Like that's, to me, that is, that feels like a newer way for me of how to do business. Because in the past, I was yeah. like, no, I want to know what's my, what's happening in the next month, in the next three months and so on. But now I'm really seeing that actually all will be revealed as you keep going. And you can yeah. hold these possibilities still in the future. It's good to have the awareness there in your conscious awareness. But oftentimes you just have to plod forward one step after the other to see what's next. For sure. I also feel like that even goes back to what we were, what we opened up with this idea of what entrepreneurship is in this online space of you don't know (laughs) what's going to happen in a month or three months or six months, especially in this space. So we all need to be hermits. (laughs) (laughs) But like out there hermits, you know, like doing nothing. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but otherwise just like just trusting the process in a in a whole different way and showing up along the way and you know gaining the wisdom and all the things all the things along the way. Late payments from clients and customers is often the worst part of doing business. Not only does it mess with that ever precious cash flow, it's also just awkward and honestly pretty maddening. I mean, You have enough to worry about, so why not let FreshBooks chase down those unpaid invoices for you, which is the power of their automated late payment reminders. Not only will it save you time, it will also keep you from that awkward exchange with your clients about their overdue payments. You can customize these emails and then FreshBooks sends them out and you just keep yourself focused on the other things that need your attention. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss to get started today. If you were to pinpoint a way in which this deck is different from everyday tarot, and this can be like a personal situation. You can think about it in terms of like, you know, in producing this thing, other than the fact that now you can use these images anywhere and everywhere you ever so please. <laughs> um, what What is that for you? What makes this deck different? Yeah, you know, I think what is really special about Everyday Tarot is it's a mini deck. So it's, yeah. it's cute, it's small, it can go into your um, purse. 
It's very affordable. Again, that's what I'm really grateful for with going through Running Press is that they're able to manufacture these decks in a way that is really affordable and so it can reach out to many, many people. So knowing all of that, we wanted this to be like almost like a sister deck, you know, a sister deck to Everyday Tarot, but something that has its own character and its own personality so that it could actually be, you know, its standalone self and have its destiny and its soul and all of this yummy stuff. So the way that, you know, Biddy Tarot has its fullest expression, it's a larger deck, you know, it, like we've saw it, it fits really nicely in your hands. It's actually, um, oh, can, I'm going to side note onto a little funny story. Please do. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, so <laughs> because we all love everyday tarot, we seem to like maybe subconsciously have that as a reference point. So when we were designing the Biddy Tarot deck, um, I seem to have missed this small detail and excuse the pun because when we were designing the deck and then we went to get it like printed to go, oh, yeah, how does it look? It showed up. It's this size, which if you can't see the video, is a lot smaller. <laughs> this was like a little mini deck. I'm like, oh, my goodness, we've messed up. Like what's happened? It's turned into a mini deck. So um, we had to kind of scramble and get it turned into the larger deck which is this size, which isn't actually a typical tarot deck size. Usually the tarot decks are a little bit more skinny, but I actually quite like having it a little bit wider because, it's again, it's got its own vibe. It gets to be itself. It doesn't have to fit the box of, you know, what tarot cards should be. Um, so, yes, that's, that's that piece. But I think what else makes it um, different, I think just the aesthetic is beautiful. Uh, it's... It's something that's really shareable and, again, because we want tarot in the mainstream really accessible, one of the big things is um, if you love reading tarot, you may be a bit worried about if anyone else likes reading tarot or if they're going to think you're a bit weird. So we wanted a deck that you could easily just, like, pull a card and share it on your Instagram whether or not, you know, you're a tarot reader and share it in a way that you feel proud and that sharing it is going to feel good. So, the imagery, the aesthetic, the feel of it is, um, it's accessible. Uh, do you know what, you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? It's like it, it's easy to share. It's easy to feel really good about and to feel proud about reading tarot. So that is really the essence um, of, of this deck and just, yeah, just make it look beautiful and make it look now but also respect the tradition of tarot and the wisdom that has grown over the last, you know, 100-plus years um, with tarot. So yeah, that is the video tarot deck. <laughs> I'm so glad you're like putting another stamp in this place and one that is more directed by you. I cannot wait to hold it in my hands. Um, I want to ask a little bit about the process, if you don't mind me digging in just a little bit, because as someone who runs a whole product business, I know that creating products is a nightmare. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Correct. And printing is like, is y'all, if y'all want to see me get hives, you're going to ask the team when it comes to prepping print files or designing for like I can design okay for print like that doesn't give me hives when it comes to those final print files and God forbid sending them to the printer. <laughs> I lose it. That's the least cool you will ever see me right there. Um, so the idea of tackling something like this, that's not just the cards, but the box and the book and all like. How much fun have you had? <laughs> So much. It's been such an amazing learning process. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, you know, it is It is a process, right? So initially I thought it was linear. I thought it was design deck, design box, design things, hand over, get sample, approve sample, start printing, start, you know, pre-order, ship, done, hurrah, you know. It's not like that, unfortunately. Cute. It's very curly. <laughs> <laughs> um so I think we're up to like sample, I don't know, I've got so many Viddy Tarot boxes around me right now. Um, we're probably up to about sample four, which probably is not too bad uh, in the scheme of things. Um, but what we realised is like even with the final sample that was produced, um, we're like, great, yeah, we'll get this, we'll know, like we'll approve it and then we can go ahead and we're doing like 5,000 copies. Uh, we can just go ahead with that. We get the sample, we're like, oh, hang on, no, this isn't really, no, this is not like the quality that Biddy Tarot would produce. 
And um, our suppliers are like, well, this is, you know, you're just going to have to trust us. We, you know, this is going to work. We, we know what you want. Um, like we've had to produce this on a, I don't, I don't get all the print terms, but like some digital thing. And then when they run the real one, they do it on a giant massive machine that takes a long time to set up. And we're like, you know what, we can't go ahead with printing 5,000 copies if we are not 100% good with this. Because the last thing I want is my community to receive a deck that's substandard. Um, and if that means now, you know, we're delaying, like we had to delay the launch a little bit. Now I understand why all those Kickstarter campaigns often start with <laughs> update. I'm so sorry. There's so many delays. Now I get it. Yep. <laughs> um, but, you know, we are just postponing our launch a little bit so that we can get it to a point where we are 100% confident that it's at the standard we expect. So thankfully our suppliers are being really um, collaborative. They are going ahead and printing another sample on the actual big machine. Uh, but then, you know, you've got like two weeks to ship it to me, to the US, and we've got to then improve it. Now we've got our QA checklist, which is like minute. We check, check, check all of the things. Um, but hopefully once that's all signed off on, then we can just move into actual production phase and go from there. Um, it's And then equally, like on the other end, what's really interesting is like, you know, entrepreneurial mind, let's go big, let's get this on you know, wholesale, Amazon, let's get influencers, like, oh, you know, and I'm like on my team, like, come on, guys, like, we, like, let's just get, where's the launch plan? And they're like, hang on, Bridget, just slow down and let's just do one launch. Let's see how that goes. Then we can start to, you know, through phase by phase, roll it out and go big. Because if you go big on something, maybe there's a little blip that you haven't anticipated, you can't fix it. So um, I'm learning just to trust, surrender, let go, um, dial back a little bit, but without knowing, like I'm not dialing back on the whole thing. I, I'm still giving it space and energy to be really big, but in due, due course, in its own yeah. time. Uh, it's kind of like a game with babies. I had a bit of a gestation period thing going on at the start of uh, this interview. But, you know, babies generally can't force the time that the baby's going to be born. Baby will be born when baby and mum are ready to go. Uh, and I really feel that now with this deck. I've just got to trust, <laughs> trust the timing. Yeah. And I, it's funny, as you're saying this, I feel like this is also a product of like being in the online space where you're so used to things just moving so quickly. You want to create a course, it could be done in three weeks. You want to like, you know, ebook, five minutes, <laughs> whatever it may be. It's so quick and easy to do these things. When you're operating in real world products, and especially if you are managing the manufacturing, it takes time. And it's so hard to adjust your timeline when you're so used to the rest of business moving so quickly, like you're almost having to live or exist in two worlds, right? Of this online world where everything moves really quickly. And then the physical world, we're like, it's going to take two weeks for you to even get it <laughs> in the mail. Yeah, it's so weird. You're like, come on, surely you can teleport this thing. <laughs> right? You just can no, I download it? <laughs> you just send the email and you get the PDF or you get access to the course and this. It's like postage. What even is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to be going through this process and and doing this in this way. I'm wondering why fits or why traditional no, not why tradition why not traditionally publish this one? Why well, actually I know that. Copyrights. Um, but were there any other reasons why you decided to keep manufacturing of this in-house for yourself? Yeah, I think partly it's also just more control over the product and what you can yeah. do with it, how you leverage it. Um, because, you know, we have the opportunity now with this deck to add it as an upsell to an order. We can add it as a bonus to something. We can advertise it on Facebook. We can, like, there's so many things that we can do where it will feed our beautiful Biddy Tarot system. Like we can really integrate it a lot more. I mean, that may be a possibility with a traditionally published item. I don't know. Um, we haven't really fully explored that, but this felt like the easiest way. You know, even with a Tarot app, now we have our own kind of digital product. It opens so many more doors to what we 
can do because we have that sort of, yeah, more ownership, I think. Um, but there is pros and cons with both. I don't want to kind of like say, oh, self-publishing is so much better because it's not. Like it's, it's hard work. <laughs> and, you know, like I, I think every day Tarot has been blessed with that massive distribution that I don't think we'll be able to, we won't replicate that with Biddy Tarot. I'd love to think that we can, but I think realistically going with a traditional publisher gives you that huge um, access. But this gives us a tool to work with in our whole Biddyverse um, and to really serve that, you know, that energetic vortex, I suppose. Um, and, you know, I kind of like the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I like doing new things. My team will probably kick me for like, Bridget, was it just for the challenge? Because if it was, that's not fair. Um, because <laughs> uh, they have to do the brunt of the work. Um, so, no, but I do, I, I think it's a good challenge. And it's also, you know, we were like, what does it look like to do physical product? Because going back to how things are changing, you know, the online course world is changing. Online digital products is changing. I think people are having a bit of a hangover now because during the pandemic, oh, let's buy lots of courses. And then, oh, the course guilt kind of kicks in. Like, I haven't done them all. Um, so maybe there are different avenues to reach people through physical product. Uh, that might, like, we just want to be able to test it. You know, is that a way that we can reach more people, different people as well? So full gamut of things. For sure. I also love that it just contributes to the diversification of your revenue streams, right? You have the traditional and you have a self-published and you have these digital things and you have certification program and like and, and, and. And in a world that is changing as quickly as this one is, why not diversify? (laughs) You absolutely should be. And so this is just adding another one of those arms to an already amazing brand and company, which is a great move. And if you think too about like how do you increase, say, the value of your business or the sustainability of your business, it's by creating a web that is unique, that cannot be always hard to, very hard to replicate in any way. So the more that like the we create this biddyverse, which is a highly complex, sophisticated system of different products and marketing systems and so on, like it it is the biddyverse. Like it has its own vortex that, you know, someone else can't just come along and go, oh, I'll just do exactly what they're doing. Oh, yeah, look at me. I'm the same. Not because. Yeah, good luck. Unique, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I completely agree with that. You have created, by doing it in this way, you have created something that is incredibly unique and therefore incredibly valuable, um, both to, you know, you and your team, but also just to the customers that you're serving and beyond whatever that may look like. Um, So I love this. Any sort of last thoughts that you want to share around this deck project? Maybe is it like fulfilling something in you um, for your, like for your business? I don't know. Any last thoughts you want to share about this process or the final product? And when is it going to be available? (laughs) That's the million dollar question, isn't it? (laughs) That's the question I ask every day. Um, yes. Okay. Oh, wait, what was the first part? Anything else with, um, the deck? You know, I think what's most exciting is the doors that it opens and the possibilities that it is creating. The very fact that we can have a deck, digital images, plus a physical product means that now we like being able to do an app becomes so much easier. Um, being able to have a new like lead generation channel becomes so much easier. Being able to like had upsells and all these, all of the things all just starts to open new, new doors. So I think I'm really excited about that. You know, even like, um, influencers, I just get like, you know, tarot on TikTok. Some of these people have one, two million followers. I think, wow, if we could have the video tarot deck in their hands and they love it, like, what would that look like? We're not quite ready to do that yet, but I just I see all of this in our future. And I think if, if that then opened up a door, then wow, what's on the other side of that door? Because maybe there's a whole different, all these other things that we could do that we don't even know yet. So there's the hermit and his light and showing up different things. Um, okay, so when can you get the deck? Uh, best thing to do is go to <laughs> videoro.com forward slash deck. 
sign up for the wait list. And at this stage, um, we are hoping for somewhere around <laughs> December or maybe January of 2023. So it's not too far. Um, like we are, like seriously, we are very close uh, to being at a point where we go, yep, now we know the timeline. So basically we're going to get the sample approved, then we start the bulk printing, and then we have a much better idea. We know from that point it's two months until it arrives. Um, so, and we like we do want to do a pre-order, so that's what the great thing about the wait list is. You'll get first dibs on the pre-order, um, but we want to make sure that pre-order is not too much like, oh, and sorry, it's six months later, you'll get your deck. No, we want to make sure that's nice and tight with when we know we can ship. So... That's my roundabout answer on that one. Love it. Love it. I mean, I think it just illustrates the reality of, of of getting into this part of business, right? Whenever you are producing something like this on this volume with the kinds of standards that you have, which you should have. And I think that that taking the time to make sure that all the things really are exactly the way you need to is imperative. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's sort of where you start playing is like these like very liquid timelines where you're just at the at the you know um what am i saying here at the um whims of so many people and so many factors i hope some ports don't shut down (laughs) or like or like really crazy things like that like really crazy things can start happening when you start playing in this realm of business but i also love that you are recognizing the the benefits for for the entire company is to having something like this um in in your pocket kind of literally it could fit in your pocket (laughs) yeah definitely yeah and you know we're already like using the digital images in different products and um, free resources and so on. So, yeah, it's already coming into being. It's just trusting that process that everything will happen exactly as it's meant to at the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for coming and sharing all of this sort of behind the scenes of this new project of yours. I cannot wait to see what it all ends up looking like. And I also just can't wait to see in general what you do next because you always have something up your sleeve. Thank you. Yes, it's very exciting. Who knows what's ahead? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Right, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, other than the deck, where can people find more about you and Biddy Tarot? Yes, so for Biddy Tarot, you can go to biddytarot.com. We're also at Biddy Tarot on Instagram, um, and we're doing some really fun uh, content there. So join Instagram and our Biddy Tarot profile. Um, for me personally, I also have um, an Instagram profile. It's at Bridget Esselmont. I think you'll pop that in the show notes. Will Bridget do. like yep. digit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'd, you know, I'd love to see people coming into our into our Bittyverse and learning more about Tarot because it is like really is a tool for everyone. It's a great tool to access intuition and just to really access that inner part of yourself. So yeah, hopefully we see you on biddytaro.com. For sure. Awesome. Yes, we will include links to all of that stuff in the show notes. Also, everyone know that I love Bridget's Everyday Tarot deck, which I mentioned before, but I just want to reiterate. And I will be snagging one of these new ones for sure. Um, also, Bridget's like Biddy Tarot book, like your book of um, of tarot card meanings is impeccable it's like it's a it's a tome (laughs) (laughs) yes it's (laughs) It's amazing it's amazing so highly recommend all of the things um and we will include links to everything in our show notes and bridget i have one last question for you what's making you feel most boss oh chatting to you (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay perfect answer and we're done Anything else? <laughs> well, let's see. Do you know what? I think it's taking time for myself because that actually feels really boss. Um, yeah. The more that I take time for myself, the more I'm trusting my team and giving them space to be awesome, which they are. Um, and I'm honoring my own you know, entrepreneurial journey, which is to have that spaciousness to really care and nurture for yourself so that your energy is strong and vibrant and clean to support the business, to support your community, 
all of those things. So maybe that's another topic for another day. Indeed. Indeed. I would definitely love to dive into that. Definitely not four years from now, significantly sooner, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. Bridget, thank you so much for coming. This has been fantastic. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Emily. All right, boss, because you're here, I know you want to be a better creative business owner, which means I've got something for you. Each week, the team at Being Boss is scouring the news, the best entrepreneurial publications and updates and releases of the apps and tools that run our businesses and is curating it all into a weekly email that delivers the must know tips and tactics in the realms of mindset, money and productivity. This email is called Brood. We brew it up for you each week to give you the insight you need to make decisions and move forward in your creative business. Check it out now and sign up for yourself at beingboss.club slash brood. That's beingboss.club slash B-R-E-W-E-D. Now, until next time, do the work, be boss.